the volume. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome in. What a zany weekend. Well, I think the Kansas City Chiefs-Buffalo's-Bills game is exactly what most of us anticipated, where we are looking at the two most unique quarterback talents probably for the next seven to ten years. Uh, Last team with a ball would win. Uh, It was the one game I felt most strongly about and even <laughs> and even with that, it was a go-either-way game. Uh, I do think Honey Badger leaving the game early really hurt the Chiefs' defense, which um, not that it ever is going to contain Josh Allen over the course of three and a half to four hours, but uh, Gabriel Davis I don't think is a four-touchdown receiver with Honey Badger in the game. I, I think Kansas City – Um, can take away some of those big plays. But, you know, what you're watching now is an NFL that's down to four coaches, all offensive. Zach Taylor against Andy Reid and Sean McVay against Kyle Shanahan. 
best quarterback won every division. We are left with four offensive coaches and certainly two or three of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. That is not to say you can't hire a defensive coach. Uh, That is not to say that Sean McDermott doesn't do a remarkable job, but it's a pretty clear indication of the future of football. I feel terrible. I think Brandon Bean is a great general manager for Buffalo. I think Sean McDermott's a remarkable coach. And Josh Allen, I think, has – I mean, it's really – I said this. I think Buffalo's peak is now better than Kansas City's peak. And then I watch this game, and it's a coin flip. Tyreek Hill's speed is so next level. I don't think there's anything that really compares to it in football. Um, I mean, when you watch these two teams play – They're remarkable athletes everywhere. Uh, Mahomes, Josh Allen, obviously. Tyreek Hill can be a real separator. Uh, There's no real way to defend him. You have to bracket him. You have to box him in. And this, what you're watching right now in the NFL with these two teams is, you know, what the NFL wants more of. Everybody plays fantasy. A big chunk of people bet the games. You know, we're not, we're not picking corners and Mike linebackers in fantasy football. And so if these leagues like the NFL can get you viscerally connected, emotionally connected to star players, you know, I watch Josh Allen and Mahomes and I feel like I'm watching Magic and Larry Bird back in the 80s in the NBA. Like You don't know them. You'll never meet them. You may never see them play live, but you feel connected to them. Their stories and their games. And I... I, I I really don't at this point in my career uh, root for teams as much as I do. There's people in the sports um, that I like. It's really hard for me not to root for Andy Reid. Um, I just think for years and years he put in all this time, and the sport wasn't designed to benefit his skill set, which is one of the most creative offensive guys that's ever been a part of this game. Bill Walsh, Andy Reid, Don Coriel. It's a very, very small list. And the league, as he got into his 60s, decided, you know what? Instead of this sport helping out these defensive coaches, now we're going to really aid these offensive coaches. And as long as Brett Veach continues to draft at the level he's doing for Kansas City and Andy continues to coach at this level and Patrick Mahomes play at this level, you're just going to see the continued development of, of great young offensive talent. And I think the game you watched is the game the NFL is trying to duplicate. You're never out of it. The personalities are likable, stupendously gifted. I mean, Josh Allen and Mahomes. I mean, talk about the perfect faces of the league. It just doesn't get any better than this. I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, you know, the NBA has always been the star-driven story league. You don't watch as much NBA regular season, but it always had fascinating stories. The NFL now has way more stars They're hurt less. They play more often. And the stories are better. I mean, Josh Allen ignored in high school, had to go to Wyoming, a junior college. Still, people are ignoring him. Didn't, you know, didn't win a lot of games in college. Mahomes had a losing record in college. These kids are hungry. They're coachable. Um, I just find their stories fascinating and compelling and uh, incredibly connective to me as a fan of the sport. So Buffalo is going to be back. Kansas City's going to be back. I mean, just look at the young quarterback play in the AFC. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. 
we're not even counting Trevor Lawrence yet. The NFC is mostly older quarterbacks, your Russell Wilsons, your Brady's, your Stafford's, your Aaron Rodgers, because the bottom of the NFC has not been as bad as the previous seven or eight or 10 years in the AFC. So they got those great quarterbacks, but we're all winners here, man. We are all as consumers winners of what we just watched. Uh, Cross your fingers on the health of Honey Badger. Hopefully can play in the AFC championship. And uh, I like Kansas City and I like the Rams. But again, this weekend, I liked favorites, and only one, barely one. Um, you know, I said throughout the course of the year, why were there so many upsets in the NFL? I mean, the Jags beat the Buffalo Bills at one point. The Jags also beat the Colts. Uh, the Texans beat the Chargers, good team. Because I said there's no really, truly great team There's only a handful of really, really terrible teams. And everybody, depending on the health of your team, is within 7 to 10 points of each other. I mean, let's be honest. Tampa's offensive line, because of the Werfs injury, and Donovan Smith, the left tackle, really struggled today. There's your ballgame, is that the Rams overwhelmingly dominate the first three quarters because Tom Brady can't get protection. And then the Rams, and it's semi-predictable, got tight. Um, There is something about playing Brady. You've got a big lead. You can sense you have him. And McVay's play calling was tight. Stafford got tight. The center got tight. Um, Cam Akers fumbled. You know, that's almost inevitable when you're facing Brady in a situation like that. But, um, you know, my takeaway is everybody, the Packers, the Niners, the Titans, the Bengals, the Rams, the Bucks, the Bills, the Chiefs, everybody, just look at who's playing and who's hurt week to week in this league. And that often tells you the outcome. If your protection like Brady is compromised, really is a lot to overcome. And Stafford, most of the day, had better protection. Uh, Aaron Donald was just a handful for the Buccaneers offensive front. Um, as much as I like Brady, I have Brady fatigue, I have LeBron fatigue, and I have Alabama football fatigue. It is not that they don't deserve credit and recognition and adulation, but I've kind of seen this story over and over and over, and it feels like we're going on 10 years for Alabama, 15 for LeBron, and 20 for Brady. So I'm happy for the Rams. It's a new story. When I look at this Rams team, I do think at key positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, corner, pass rushers, defensive tackle, they're really a hard team to beat. Buffalo Bills don't have their secondary. Kansas City doesn't have their running game. I do feel like the most complete team left is the Los Angeles Rams. And now... They get, for the second time in a short period, they get the 49ers at home. So the 49ers go home, get back on a plane, another road game. I like the Rams in that game. I have no idea what the line is. I know Kyle Shanahan has owned McVay. Boy, I like the Rams in this one. Uh, Rams appear to come out of the game pretty healthy. Um, I think Cam Akers has added an explosive element despite his fumbles. I felt overwhelmingly today. The Rams were the better football team. I thought Brady and the Buccaneers took advantage of a very tight Rams team in the fourth quarter. 
but I think the better team won. Uh, I don't necessarily feel that about the Packers losing to the 49ers. I don't necessarily feel that with the Titans losing to Cincinnati. I don't. I just think the Titans, Tannehill made a terrible throw. I think the special teams for the Packers unraveled what looked like a sure win or a seemingly sure win. But I think the Rams are the better football team. I think McVay is a little slicker than Bruce Arians. I think Stafford has a better arm than Brady, though not the resume. Uh, I think the Rams are a healthier team now on both the offensive line and wide receiver than the Bucs are, and the right team won. Last year, the Bucs played the Super Bowl at home. Is it going to be so fi so good for the Rams in the playoffs? My gut feeling is they're going to be favored over the 49ers, and they will beat the 49ers. You know what I really like about the Rams, though? And I know Brady losing is probably a bigger story, but I like their mindset. I like them going for it with Von Miller. That got a lot of criticism. How great has he been? How great was Von Miller today? Multiple occasions. And that's what the Rams are doing with Von Miller and OBJ. Because the culture is so strong and the roster is so strong, they're not asking them to be Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Can you make big plays in big games in crucial spots? Last week, it was OBJ. This week, it was Von Miller. Now, some people are speculating that Tom Brady would consider retiring. I mean, come on. He's in the MVP race. I don't see him retiring. Um, Injuries beat this team up between Chris Godwin and between Antonio Brown's flameout and the offensive line. Last year, the Bucs got healthy at the end of the year. This year, they fell apart. Last year, the Chiefs fell apart at the end of the year. This year, the Chiefs got healthy. So this is a game of attrition. They've added another game to the regular season. And I think Tampa Bay, second long playoff run in a row physically, little fatigue sets in. I thought they were incredibly flat today. I thought all the units, the drops, the mistakes, uh, Tampa just didn't come out with a ton of juice and they paid for it. I do think Brady returns. I have my questions, though, about Bruce Arians. He retired once before, not really a broadcasting guy, tried it, didn't like it, very much a family person. I could see Bruce Arians walking away, and especially if he was insured that Todd Bowles was going to get the job. Byron left, which I worry about because what I have been told by two different sources is, is Brady and Arians run this offense. Byron left, which is he's not setting up the game plan. And once the game starts, Tom has real control of this offense. So I think left, which could eventually get a head coaching job. I would take Bowles over Byron left, which today in Tampa. So I think if Bruce Arians felt Bowles would get it from ownership, he may step away. And then would that change Tom Brady's decision? Who knows? He is so addicted, so obsessed to the sport. I can't see him in a year where he had an MVP level production calling it quits. Okay. In what is one of the more memorable losses of Aaron Rodgers' career? A shocking upset to the 49ers. The 49ers didn't even play particularly well. In fact, on offense, they were anemic and nerve wracking for much of the game. This is on Aaron. Can he throw to anybody beyond Devontae Adams ever? This is one of my knocks on Aaron for years. 
Aaron doesn't throw interceptions, and he knows he's not going to have as many trophies as Tom. He's never going to be as likable as Favre or Peyton Manning. He won't have as many records as Drew Brees. So Aaron is really into his passer rating and his lack of interceptions. That's the thing he's going to end up with, right? Like that's the one thing. It's He's the most remarkable passer rating guy. He doesn't throw interceptions. And he plays like it. He plays like he's protecting it. Uh, I thought he was super conservative uh, in the second half of this game. He was trying not to lose. And I said, I voted Joe Burrow would be my MVP. And I said that before the playoffs started. I think he throws the ball down the field. He plays more aggressively. He's not afraid of making mistakes. He has a short memory when he does. Sometimes... To a fault, Joe Burrow holding the ball long, looking for a play to develop. Everything with Aaron is checking down, getting it out, not getting hit, not making a mistake, throwing to the one receiver he trusts. This is on Aaron, and this has been a criticism forever of Aaron. Not to be a psychologist, but you know, with Aaron, he's very much aware of how he's viewed, right? Like he's trying to control the media. He's trying to control uh, his legacy and the narratives. He's not going to end up with the trophies or the likability. He's not going to end up in the record books like Breeze. It's that passer rating, that's those lack of interceptions, and he plays safe. And I think last year, Matt LaFleur, um, you know, you got to walk on eggshells a little bit with Aaron when you coach him. Last year, I thought Matt LaFleur was affected by that in the playoffs when he got safe with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but th- this is, you can't play like this. Matt Stafford's not sitting around worrying about interceptions. Joe Burrow's not. Brady's had pick sixes in the Super Bowl. Uh, Andrew Luck didn't care. Peyton Manning threw a lot. So did Eli Manning. And I love Devontae Adams. There's got to be a consistent second outlet. And can we stop always blaming the, the Packers front office for lack of weapons? I mean, you got to give me a break on this stuff. Sometimes. Sometimes you have to forge a relationship with a second and a third receiver. But this is going to leave a mark for Aaron Rodgers. Um, For a kind of a mild weather team to play poorly. I mean, the first half, the Niners offense was atrocious. Jimmy G essentially now throws the ball only over the middle to Kittle or Debo Samuel. He's got one route he loves to throw. He's very effective at it. But I just felt like the Packers' defense, there was a lot of three and outs. I mean, Aaron, these were not extended drives. Three and out, punt, three and out, three and out, punt, three and out. And, you know, I said this about the MVP race. If you're going to sit around and worry, if you're going to talk about Hall of Fames, it's what you do, not what you avoid. Like, I think Mike Tomlin gets into the Hall of Fame, right? But I don't care that he has never had a losing season. Like, that's just saying, you know, I'm not crappy ever. Well, I'm looking for what you can do, not what you avoided. Congrats on not throwing many interceptions. Go look at those decisions by Rodgers in the second half. Look at those series. Three and out, three and out, punt, three and out. NFL is just crazy. It's just insane. Uh, But the question now for Green Bay. Okay, so Aaron's, Aaron's giving you all this drama. Aaron can be difficult to deal with. Aaron's really expensive. Aaron wants to say in personnel, I got to get something for it. I mean, winning the division is not the standard of the Packers. They've been winning the division since Bart Starr. It's going to be very interesting.
And Aaron, as we know, is beyond high maintenance. Uh, he will not take the criticism well, and many will mock him. He took shots. He put himself above a lot of people. That 25-minute, 20 20-minute 20 soliloquy, banging on the Packers front office, um, you know, ripping the media, you know, say what you want about his vaccine, didn't come off well. And I, I went tonight in the last 15 minutes of the game. I went to a pack, uh, Packers message board. <laughs> that was a barnyard musical. Um, there are a lot of people in Green Bay, a lot of people in Wisconsin tired of Aaron. You know, Aaron puts himself way up here above the fray. A lot of people are tired of it. And um, hate to see him go. You know, he's such a likable guy. Let's go to Akib Talib. Knows all four of these teams well. The NFL Conference Championships are here, and to celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new customers up. 30 to 1 enhanced odds for either conference championship game. Rams, Niners, Bengals, Chiefs. Five bucks can win you 150. Any team to win either conference championship. Simple, easy to use app. America's number one sportsbook. It's FanDuel. If you're already a customer of FanDuel Sportsbook, they're hooking up all customers. $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend will get $50 too. Always use the promo code Colin when signing up. Safe and secure. Payouts in less than two hours. FanDuel Sportsbook. Check out the app. America's number one sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews 
with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, he's a member of the volume, has been from almost day one, 12 years in the NFL, multiple Pro Bowls, a Super Bowl winner, played with Brady in New England, uh, has a storied NFL career. Well, I got to tell you something. You got out of this league at the right time, Akib, because <laughs> nobody's stopping this. <laughs> it's nuts, Colin. It's nuts, man. It's, when these offenses really get going, I don't think there's anything you can do. I thought, I thought Honey Badger's injury really hurt them nothing against gabriel davis yeah but i've always thought honey badger is such an instinctive player akeep he's not fast enough to be a great corner he's not a thumper at safety but man he just he just is at the right place directing traffic and i thought it hurt when he left yeah i thought it was i definitely thought it hurt when he left and it's besides the play colin i think it's the the intangibles that he bring man just the confidence that his presence gonna gonna bring you when he on the field with you. It's I'm telling you, it's, it's not a lot of those type of guys. Honey Badger is one of those guys, man. When he out there with you, he gonna make the guys who really not that confident. They gonna they confidence gonna go up a level. So that's what they really miss without him. Um, what do you make of Gabriel Davis having four touchdowns for the Bills? I mean. I mean, he's a good player. He's a solid player. But it, it was almost as if Kansas City was giving you. They weren't going to let certain players beat you. Right. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They 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 really left him one-on-one. And he just won his one-on-one matchup all night, whether it was Sneed or it ain't matter who it was, man. No matter what guy they put on him, he won his one-on-one matchup. And that's what the Chiefs said. If, if somebody going to beat this, it's not going to be Diggs. Uh, Ward did a great job on Diggs all night. The safety kind of leaned towards Diggs all night. And Gabriel uh, uh, Gabriel Davis had the one-on-ones, and he did a great job dominating his matchups tonight. You know, it's interesting. Tyreek Hill has sort of a Deion Sanders-level speed, but Deion was a corner, and Tyreek's right. an offensive player. How He's such a difference maker, Akib. Like, how mm-hmm. do you defend him? How would you defend him at the line of scrimmage? Can you get physical? Uh, what what's the secret sauce to defend him? Man, you got to get your hands on him. And to be honest, the type of speed he got and the the everything that he brings to the table, he he catch short routes and catch and run. 
you could throw it up to him, he'd jump over your head like he Randy Moss, right? He got great ball skills. And on top of that, he's the fastest player in the NFL. So if you try to guard him by yourself, man, you have no chance, Colin. I promise you. I, I done been there. You have no chance to guard him by yourself. Only way to guard him is, is you have a corner on the line, put his hands on him, and give him help over the top. So I might got a better chance to guard him if I don't got to worry about him really running deep. And then, you know, Andy Reid come into play and he block guys up and he run him deep and he double move the deep guy. So, man, it's, the Chiefs just hard to deal with because Patrick Mahomes could throw the ball 60 yards, 70 yards downfield. So a normal quarterback can't, he don't bring that to the table, Colin. So you really, it's easy to double guys when a quarterback can't throw the ball that far. But if the quarterback can throw the ball that far now, that is really one-on-one between Tyreek Hill and the safety. You know what I'm saying? So, man, it, it presents a whole nother problem that a lot of people can't do it except for the Chiefs. I mean, one of the few people to give Belichick problems was Andy Reid. You faced his offense before. It's multiple. There's bubble screens. There's multiple sets. Did you find, I mean, was Andy's defense, Andy's offense more for you, Akeem, a challenge than other offenses? Always, always. He just finds so many ways to attack you, and he changed up his tempo, and he give you so much window dressing. Window dressing meaning emotion this way, emotion this way, a bunch of guys going this way, and the play going this way. So it's always a lot of smoke and mirrors or whatever. So he 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 always he is the curve. I feel like Andy Reid is the curve of the, of the new wave of the offense, man. Andy Reid started bringing the RPOs and stuff to the NFL. And then other teams started doing it, man. So Andy Reid, Andy Reid is the curve of the NFL, man, and. and he is the the office of genius of our league, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think Kansas City, to me, is a more refined version of Buffalo. The reason Buffalo didn't host this game, because they lost at home to the Steelers, because they mm-hmm. lost to the Jags. They were more inconsistent. Their high end is every bit as good as the Chiefs. If you were running the Bills, what do they need? Is Because they, they have a pass rush. They got a playmaker. Ooh. Is there anything? What, what is it? Or is it just like wine? They just need aging. They need Man, they just need. You know what they need, Colin? They just need the ball last. <laughs> if if <laughs> Josh Allen would have had 13 seconds, uh, the Chiefs would have guarded the sideline. Josh Allen would have did the same thing. Uh, this throw. Then another throw, timeout. It was they put him in a crazy situation to have three timeouts. So, man, Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes, that's the future of our league. We're gonna see a lot of these guys. Joe Burrow, he in the mix. Man, our our in the NFL is in great hands, Colin. We got great quarterbacks. The Bills don't need nothing. They got Josh Allen. They just need the ball last. Yeah. I want to talk about the Rams. You know Brady well. Uh, You know, a lot of guys on that Rams team. I thought it was really interesting. Much like Honey Badger compromised the secondary of the Chiefs. Well, uh, Tampa went into that game. Worse is banged up. Donovan Smith didn't play well. And I thought Aaron Donald completely controlled the first half line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. And for me, anyway, I really felt even though the Buccaneers tightened it up at the end, there was something about that game, Akeeb, and you've been in games like this. I thought their game plan was better for the Rams. I thought they were healthier. I thought they had more juice. I thought Tampa was flat. I thought the coaching was a little smarter. Like I, when I watched that game, I honestly felt, despite the last quarter, I felt the Rams were a better team. Coaching, protection, coverage. That was my takeaway. What, Everything. I just felt they had more juice. 
I did too. The the Rams, I mean, uh, the Bucks definitely came out flat. They came out flat. The the Rams definitely came out with more juice. They they had a great first fifteen, a way to come down the field and get this get this thing going. So it was it was. I agree with you, Colin. Man, overall better better performance by the Rams. Man, it was key situations where plays need to be made. Y'all double team Aaron Donald. Von Miller came to life tonight. You know what I'm saying he made a bunch of plays, man, and. It, and it was it was times where you double team Cooper Cup, roll to safety. You kind of double team Odell and Cooper Cup. Van Joseph came to life. You know what I'm saying he Van Jefferson. He he made plays late late in the game in the fourth quarter and created first downs for them guys. So special teams came to life. It was everybody was on deck for the Rams. I don't know if everybody was on deck for the Bucks. Tom Brady was there. So anytime you got Tom Brady, you see like 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 uh like uh. Winfield Jr. did at the end. He going he gonna scratch and claw all the way to the end because he know he got Tom Brady. We always got a chance. So with Tom Brady, you always got a chance. But I think more guys made plays for the Rams than they did for the Bucks. What do you make of the Rams culture that Von Miller and OBJ, last week it was OBJ, this week Von Miller, that guys can come in, they learn the system, they play pressure-free football. Like Von Miller is better than I thought he would be. I Yes. I mean, they both are. They both are. I'll be honest with you. OBJ had the drops in Cleveland. I was like, dude, he has lost his confidence. What is it about the Rams culture that you can bring a veteran in? Three weeks later, you feel like they've been there for four years. They know the system. They make the plays. Uh, I got I, I got I to give some of that credit to Sean, man. Sean just make you feel super comfortable when you come there. Uh he he, real direct on what he expect from you, and he he remind me a lot of Bill when it comes to his message. When you sit in front of a man, what I expect from you, this how we gonna use you. He real honest, you know what I'm saying. So uh, a lot of that is due to Sean, man. Just how he treat the players, how he run his building, man. You just gonna be super comfortable. He treats you like a pro. He treats you like a grown man. It's, he don't like micromanaging. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's. It's a lot, a lot of that, how, how guys are so comfortable, how guys are, you can get in the system and get into the flow of things easy, is how Sean run that building. You always told me about Belichick. You always said, he, you've said that twice to me. He treated you like a grown man. Mm-hmm. Explain exactly what that is. I mean, it's, 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 it's not a lot of rules. He just got, it's just clear, man. It's clear. It's not like, I'm not going to really police you. you. You know what to do. He he just lets you do it. You know what I'm saying? He he give you great directions, and it's up to you to follow those directions. You know what I'm saying? So long as everybody follow those directions, the, the building is, is ran a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And he don't there's no leeway when it comes to whatever your last name is. There's no leeway. It don't matter who you are. Everybody got these certain three rules. They're not crazy, right? Everybody agree these rules is cool. Everybody agree, and we just live by those few rules, man. That's 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 a lot how both of those guys run that building. And yeah, you just could be a pro. I, I've been in situations where guys got a thousand rules and you're like, man, we can't we can't even talk about football. All we're talking about is coach rules all day. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I've been on the other side of that. So, man, it, that means a lot. How do you explain Cooper Cup? I mean, he is not only putting up numbers, a keep. He is open for three all and a half time. hours every Sunday. How do you explain man, it's, it? It's, the routes? It's sneaky. It's sneaky movement, man. Guys don't understand. At the top of routes, Cooper Cup is second to none. He 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 wiggle sometimes and give you some work sometimes. Sometimes he boom, he speed break out these routes. 
man, for the game, you see, he made my dog fall. He put him on the ground. He, man, it's, it's, it's sneaky movement. I promise you, I, I lined up in front of this guy, man. He got some of the best top of the route movement that I ever seen. So when you say top of the route movement, so he's 12 yards down the field and he's just manipulating. And you. it's time to break. Once it's, it ain't got to be 12 yards. It could be six yards down the field and it's time to break. When it's time for him to break, he got three or four moves and guys never know what he's doing. You don't know if he's going to just uh, just cut straight into the break or if he's going to hit you with the double or the triple or man, he got moves out the gate, man. I, I, me and Marcus Peters need to sit down and like really give y'all a, a show about it. Because we got to see it firsthand, and it's, it's second to none, I promise you, man. I promise you, it's, it's, it's top in the league. All right, so let's go to Saturday night. I do want to address Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I've said this before about Aaron Rodgers. A lot of guys in this league have talent. Um, not a lot of guys are great leaders. Uh, Derek Jeter was a great leader. I always thought A-Rod was just a great talent. But, mm-hmm. but there was something about Jeter that he was one of the guys and a leader. Like there there was a clutch component. There was a relatability to him. And I, and I do think Aaron, um, like here's my big criticism. He's had this receiving core for about four years. He doesn't trust anybody beyond Devontae Adams. And you can right. sense it. You can mm-hmm. sense the Niners, the, the Niners know it. They don't, they just, they know it. And so they give him bits and pieces of Devontae Adams. But I feel like with Brady, look at Stafford. Stafford gets OBJ. He had a great relationship with Woods, Higby, Cup, Van Jefferson. Two weeks into OBJ, they clearly have a relationship. Mm -hmm. Aaron's had four dudes for four years. He doesn't throw to anybody in crisis. (laughs) Isn't that at some point, I mean, hell, Brady made everybody work. Edelman was a college quarterback. I just don't, I feel like Aaron sometimes, he gets loyal. He gets loyal to his guys and he just, that's who he's throwing to in big spots. And I think defenses can sense that. Yeah, and I I agree with that. But at the same time, Colin, Devontae is one of them unguardable guys. So he the same. If you try to guard him with a man, with a safety over top, he just run all underneath routes and the man under can't even guard him. Like, you can't stay with me to guard me underneath. And I don't, we don't even go up top. We just run all underneath stuff because the guy can't guard him. So, and then when you play in zone, Devontae's so smart in zone coverage, he always going to be open and they got a great rapport, those two guys. So, I can't blame him for throwing it to Devontae all the time. Man or zone, I'm going to Devontae. That's what I'll do too. That's what type of talent he is in the NFL. So, I think it was one time he should have went to somebody else, and that was on the last play, probably his last throw. When he threw it deep to Devontae, he had a guy right in the middle of the field open. That's about the only time he should have threw it to somebody else. Besides that, I, man, look, I, I'm looking at Devontae too, man. I can't blame him. Do you um, – is part of the loss for Aaron and the Packers that the Niners front defensively is back and healthy and that Armstead is playing and Bosa's playing, uh, DJ Johnston – a lot of this to me was not that they had to shorten their routes, but anytime you make a quarterback throw it a half step quicker, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of felt like I felt Tom Brady, especially in the first half, and Aaron Rodgers in the second half. I just felt their rhythm was off a little. He was checking down a little more than he was comfortable with. Now, some of this is it's hard to get into a rhythm when it's zero degrees. Yeah. But I felt I felt Aaron Akib 
looked uncomfortable. Definitely. More than in the second half. He looked uncomfortable. Oh, it's, it's hard to get in the rhythm when when you got Bosa and, and guys on stage, when you got guys rushing you like that. So when you got pressure on you, that's what makes it hard to get in the rhythm, man. So, you know, the receiver's going to be a step slower. You know what I'm saying just because it's, it's it's zero degrees, like you said. So, man, it's it's that's part of it. It's the pressure is is what makes you hard to get in the rhythm. We're on both sides. That's why Tom couldn't get in the rhythm. That's why A Rod couldn't get in the rhythm because both of them had great pressure on them all day. Um, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Akib, you know because you played at Kansas. Mm-hmm. There are times you won a game at Kansas and you didn't have as good of players. I think Tennessee's got more good players. I just think Burrow's special. I think he's a unique. <laughs> and it's funny, Akib. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the most mobile guy. He got sacked a ton. When you watch him, what do you see? Man, when I see the Bengals team, it's funny you said Kansas. They just remind me of that Kansas team. It's just like a quarterback who got more confidence than anybody else on the field. I thought I was a confidence guy. I was like the the Jamar Chase of our team, right? I thought I was a confident guy. Like, Jamar Chase, I can't be stopped. And you would think he the most confident guy, but no, it's another guy on the team who got more confidence than Jamar Chase and who had more confidence than Akeem Tlaib, and that was Ty Reeson, and that's Joe Burrow, man. Them guys is 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 so infectious throughout the locker room, man. If, if a regular guy like myself who bleed confidence, I'm going to take a seven to an eight. Guy like Joe Burrow and Ty Reeson took sevens to tens, man. They cranked them all the way up, man. So Joe Burrow is going to be something to deal with in our league. And, and it start with how he feel before the game. Cause when you hear him say it all the time, this game is whatever percent they want to say mental. They always got a percentage on it. This game is a whole lot of percent mental, right? Joe Burrow probably got the best, the best mental out of all the quarterbacks in our NFL and in our game right now, I say Joe Burrow got the, the best mental out of all these guys. So they'll be an underdog to Kansas City, and then they would be an underdog if they beat them to the Rams and probably San Francisco. Did you ever go into a playoff space where you were the underdog, and did it get did it free you up a little bit emotionally? Uh, I think I have been in playoff games where we was the underdog, and either way, man, I've been the favorite. I've been the underdog. It's it's coming out. Your coach gonna find a way to make you feel like you're the underdog, or Whatever floats y'all boat, if y'all need to be loved on and y'all need to feel like y'all the favorite, your coach going to do that. If y'all need to feel like y'all the underdog, your coach going to find something to do that. So it don't matter. It don't matter what the point spread say. Your coach going to have you feeling a certain way. And, and if you're the favorite, if you're the underdog, man, that game is going to be moving fast as hell, Colin. And, and, and you better be ready to go. It ain't really going to matter. You, you go, your preparation going to be the same either way. Take me to the last champion conference championship game you were in and the intensity of it man the last conference championship game i was in was against the saints and it came all the way down to a pass interference or a not pass interference and it was no mistakes i mean when we made a mistake tom brady found it boom i mean uh drew Brees found it boom and it was like we knew exactly what it was it was you don't even have to watch tape after this game it was like it was magnified you know what I'm saying? To that, to that extent. Uh soon as you make a mistake, we knew it. Drew Brees knew it. He hit it. And we didn't make too many too many mistakes, but when we did, he always found it. And the speed just crank up a level. And and 
that championship week, man, it's 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 about the same level as Super Bowl week. It is the as far media. as played, you're gonna get the same intensity, you're gonna get the same level of preparation as as that Super Bowl week. You know, I, I think throughout the course of the weekend, I thought we we criticized. It was funny. We we talked about COVID all year, and yet COVID essentially has disappeared the last three weeks. NFL right. hasn't talked about it. <laughs> no test. <at> all. <laughs> disappeared. Just don't test. And then I thought the officiating mostly this weekend was pretty good. There was a lot of replays. The refs were almost always right, or they mm-hmm. corrected it. I do feel like I've always felt this in the NBA too, Akeem. When you get to conference championships in the Super Bowl, they referees are going to let you play a little bit more. Remember that Saints-Rams game? Definitely. They're going to swallow the whistle. They, they're going to let you make up. That's what it feels like to me as a consumer of football. There's something about conference championship. The refs let guys play. Definitely. They make they make wideouts really win their routes. If you win and I lose and I got to reach out and grab you and hold you, they're going to throw their flag. But if it's close and I look like I'm in good position and I use some hands, they always gonna let you play. So I agree with you, man. Uh, the, the the further you get, even in the Super Bowl, the further you get towards that championship, the refs gonna let you play. They gonna they gonna try not to try not to dictate the game as much. You know what I'm saying? So at least with me, it always worked. I'm mean, you know, and maybe not for the Saints. Uh, they might not <laughs> like it, but for us, it it, it worked on our side. All right. Great seeing you, my man. 12 years in the NFL. Going to get a lot of Hall of Fame votes. Uh, Akib Tlaib, multiple-time Pro Bowler. He's great at the volume sports. What a freaking weekend. Man, I tweeted. I love football, man. I I, I just love being a fan right now, Colin. It's it's amazing. It's amazing, man. I I love this game. My kids love it. I'd love to be a part of it. I'm glad I can be a part of it. By the way, as you were watching some of your friends play, do you watch it and think, do you miss it or do you think, this is making me nervous, I'm glad I'm out? Well, I, I'm kind of just glad I'm out. I'm, I'm doing great financially, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just enjoying being a fan, man. I like rooting for Vaughn, rooting for Tom. It's just, I like to see them guys, man. See them guys go out on, on that high, high note. All right, Brady, great seeing you. Appreciate it, Colin. All right, Akib Talib, a freaking weekend for the ages as we get walk-off football 444 over the weekend at the Volume Sports. Sign up, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and our podcast. Rate, review, listen. I love football. That's a way to cap it. Talk soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.